Thanks for downloading Scott Harold's podcast. If you use a smart speaker, you can always ask Alexa to enable the SOS radio skill. We're celebrating good news. We're celebrating all the joy of Christmas. And then we're celebrating the whole idea that God came into our earth. This whole idea of Emmanuel that so many of these songs sing about. We're talking with Pastor Joseph Gibbons from Flavor City Church in Las Vegas. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. It's great to be on the show. Thank you for having me here. You know, it's funny. We look at our kids' Christmas lists, and they're longer than like that Sears like wish book that we had when we were kids. Uh huh. Now we don't even have Toys R Us. It's like we barely even have Toys R Us. It's kind of coming back, but it's not the same. When we got that's to walk right through the warehouse with the steel and the racks and wall-to-wall games and Sega Genesis and Nintendo and no doubt shopping is totally different. All Amazon all day. I walked in and my son was watching Lego videos about the Lego sets on Amazon. I'm like, what are you oh, doing? Man. It's like, I'm watching videos decide which Legos I want. And I'm yep. like, this is not Saturday morning cartoons anymore. <laughs> it's not. It's a whole different ballgame when it can be on your doorstep in three hours. Yeah, yeah. So what was that one gift when you were a kid that you always asked for that you never got? Oh, man. The one gift... I'll say that we, we, me and my brother both asked for four-wheelers one Christmas, and instead of us both getting a four-wheeler, we got one to share. And so as an ungrateful teenager would be, we, we, had, to, we had to take turns and uh, get on the back. And of course, my brother took the first reins. Me being the younger brother, I had to take the back seat. But we were blessed growing up, but that was, that was one gift that we had to share that we didn't want to, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like, we can't go four-wheeling together through the woods right take turns this is not what christmas is about that's right this is not what christmas is about is a selfish white teenage boy no (laughs) doubt (laughs) absolutely absolutely it was all about getting what we wanted when we wanted it and unfortunately but god was gracious to us there was one year I wanted a dyno detour. It was like a BMX yeah. bike with yeah. bags and pegs. Mm-hmm. And yep. It was probably five or 600 bucks back then. Right. And so big I asked deal. for that. I drew pictures of it. I wanted like this yep. baby blue one with the white mag wheels and the chrome and had pictures. I talked about it all the time. All day. Christmas out. morning, I was like coming downstairs. Yep. <laughs> the tree is like. The lights on the tree are kind of like reflecting off yep. the chrome of a bike that I can see the shadow of on the side of the tree. And I'm yep. like, oh, yeah. And I walk up and it's a Huffy. <laughs> and they put pegs on it like that they bought at Toys R Us. And I'm like, this is not oh, the Dino man. Detour freestyle bike. It was that not I the Dino Detour. I'll tell you, I, I did always want as a young child, I wanted a power wheel. And I just remember walking through Walmart and seeing all the decked out power wheels, a Jeep, it's an F-150. They had all the, you know, the cool cars and power wheels. And never did I walk into that living room on Christmas morning and see a power wheel. Got plenty of scooters, plenty of bikes, uh, but the power wheel never happened. (laughs) I know, no. And then like, yeah, my my, my brother got his kids power wheels because he never got one of those. And as soon as he gets it, he's like, this is way too slow. I need to find a way to soup this up. <laughs> <laughs> he had to take the governor off of that thing. Let's take it zero to 60. Let's see what we can do. <laughs> I'm going to cut a hole in the back of this F-150 plastic and put in a couple extra batteries. That's right. Or something. Hey, I'm from Alabama. We would have taken the, the motor out of the weed eater and put it in there and juiced that thing up. <laughs> yep. As you're thinking about Christmas this year, Joseph, and you're thinking about the good news, you're thinking about the comfort and joy, what's God been putting on your heart? 
You know, God's really been stirring in my heart where we're moving as a church is to talk about what does it look like for God to deliver miracles in the middle of the mess? And because I think so many times I was having a conversation with a family this week and they said, you know, this family member, I don't think they're ever going to come to church because they feel like they've just had too many mistakes in their life. They've already messed it up. And what I love about Christmas is this idea that Jesus really steps into our mess to deliver the miracle. And he wants to do the thing, same thing through our story, you know. And so I think there's something comforting about that, because if you're anything like me, uh, you get a lot of mess in your life. Uh, you got a lot of mistakes in your life. I think we're all in that place. And so finding joy in the middle of the hustle and bustle, and sometimes those mistakes are amplified, the fights at home are amplified. And I think that if we can really understand that Jesus wants to be right in the middle of that. That's the whole story of the incarnation, right? Jesus coming down to be God with us is not God with us in the middle of our most awesome moments or our highlight reel, but God to be with us in the middle of our mistake, in the middle of our mess. And so that's what God's been encouraging me with, really. And that's where we're going to kind of be moving as a church through the Christmas season. You know, I love how the Christmas season brings this mixture of emotions, right? You know, a lot of people, they love it, they bask in that, but then there's actually some who feel a lot of stress, and there's some that feel a little bit of despair and hopelessness because they've lost some family members. Things just are different this year than in the previous years when they felt like they had that joy. But how can we quiet our hearts to maybe slow down a little bit this month so we can actually think about the real reason for the season, which is the hope that Jesus brings? I think a great way that I find to quiet my heart is through worship, you know, is sitting down, get that favorite cup of coffee or that holiday beverage that they only serve at your coffee shop, you know, during the holidays and uh, just find a place to take a deep breath and turn on some worship music, turn on SOS and, and really just allow the music to slow down the pace of your heart, you know, and I, I think that that's what happens to me so often. I, I run so fast. I don't want to accomplish so many things. And I've got a lot of people to buy gifts for and, and all of these events to pull off. But really, I think God wants to slow our pace so that he can really give us peace, you know, and he can meet us in that moment. And he does that with a song so often, you know, and so I, I just I love to worship. I love to sing. And I think that's what God uses in my life to do that. When you think about the Christmas carols that we sing, sometimes right. when you're listening to the radio, sometimes it's in a church service, but carols are actually songs that tell the story about Jesus. Yep. And what's the one that's been jumping out to you this year? There's so many good ones, right? And I think of the song, O Come All Ye Faithful. It's one of the ones that I just, you sing it and everybody's belting it, O Come All Ye Faithful. But I love the second, right at the, that first line where it says, O Come All Ye Faithful, Joyful and Triumphant. And... I think so many times that we jump over that, but if we're talking about the faithful people of God coming to behold Jesus, the primary emotions and the primary state of our heart should be joy and victory, you know? And I just love the way that that carol specifically says, hey, let's come, faithful servants, not perfect servants, we're full of mistakes, uh, but come all ye faithful and we're full of joy and we're full of victory. You know, when we behold Jesus, he came in victory to deliver that victory to us. And so that's got to be the tops of my list. And tops might change because there's so many good ones, but that's right now that one's speaking to me. 
you know, when Jesus ascended into heaven, he promised to send us the Holy Spirit to be our constant companion. And yeah. Jesus was a human being, but he was also God at the same time. And it's interesting because the Holy Spirit, you know, lives in our heart now. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because we think, okay, I'm focusing on Jesus. Jesus died for our sins. Right. But I don't fully always understand, like, the application of what the Holy Spirit plays in my life, like, day to day. What have you noticed? The Holy Spirit really comes to deliver that peace. You know, as I was praying with the family this week, it's a peace that does pass your ability to understand. When we think about Jesus coming, you know, there's a lot that we can't understand about the incarnation, God becoming flesh. I mean, there's a lot to wrap your mind around there, right? But when Jesus left his disciples, he said, I, me leaving is actually better because I'm going to send my Holy Spirit to be with you, to comfort you. And so I think that peace that we get from the presence of God with us is really the fullness of God indwelling this earth is indwelling his people. And so that's, that's my comfort is to know that, like, I prayed this morning, God, I just need you to be with me. I just, I need to know, I need to know you're here. I need to, I need to feel, I need you to be my friend today. You know, I I find great comfort in that, especially as the holidays just get crazy. Uh, It's one thing after the next. Everybody's got expectations. But, you know, he's so patient with us and so faithful to be there. It's interesting when you dig into these Christmas stories and you start to look at the characters, like who is Mary? Jesus's mom. Who is Joseph? Jesus's earthly father, or even who's his cousin, John the Baptist. And we dig into these customs, and marriage was an interesting custom in first century Israel, and pretty different than it is now. First of all, the marriages were usually arranged by the parents of the bride and the groom, and the couple wasn't even always consulted on the decision. Sometimes it was more sure. like, you know, our family's values align with your family's values, so this right. will make a great right. marriage, and this is going <laughs> to move our family forward. And other yeah. times, you know, there was money exchanged and things mm-hmm. like that. And other times it was just, you know, hey, you know, these are your only options for our family, and here's the dowry, and we need the money. And it's really interesting how we look at marriage in first century Israel. It's, it's interesting because, like, you know, Mary's being betrothed to Joseph, and it's like, okay, we're going to get married. And then all of a sudden she tells him, hey, I'm pregnant. It's not mm-hmm. yours, but it's not anybody else's. It's something that God's doing here. And right. You got to imagine the skepticism, and he's like, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Mary. Until an angel shows up. I love that moment right there. It's a word that's special to us, the word favor, right? That's where we named our church Favor City Church. And it says that she got this assignment because she was highly favored by God. And you got to be thinking that she's like, if you like me so much, why in the world would you give me such a mess to deal with? <laughs> you know, why, why would you give me this to have to explain this to my family, to explain this to my fiance, to explain this to my friends? You know, if I'm so favored, why wouldn't you give me a more easy life? And I think that that really circles back to where we're jumping into of like, Mary was delivered. She literally delivered the hope to the world right? Because she was favored by God. But that doesn't always mean you get easy circumstances. In fact, it means you get difficult circumstances. And so I think the encouragement for us is, you know, we we look at Mary, she was highly favored by God and got an incredibly difficult assignment that really made her probably the laughingstock of her community, probably ridiculed, ostracized, and in so many ways made her life more difficult. But imagine the purpose that you see when you give birth to the Son of God, you know, and 
and imagine the purpose that we see when we experience God's favor on our life, when we get to deliver hope to our neighbor and to our friend, to a family member who may have criticized us, who may have hated us uh, and did wrong things to us. But when we get to do that, we, we get to experience the favor of God, I think, in a next level way. Yeah, and it's interesting even when you read through Mary's response as she realizes that she's pregnant and it's something that God did. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that is it was an earthly thing. And she's like, she wrote one of the best Christmas carols right out there. Yeah, she did. Mary's song. Yeah. It's beautiful. When you dig into songs like Joy to the World, what part of that grabs your attention? Um, when I think of Joy to the World, I love Joy to the World, the King is let earth receive her king. You know, and I think about that idea that our king has come. It's not a matter of did the present arrive, did the gift arrive? You know, we, we live in, in a fast-paced Amazon world. It's like, oh, is the gift going to arrive before Christmas so that we can deliver it to, uh, you know, our family member? Our gift has arrived. It's already here. It's arrived. It's, are we going to pick it up? Are we going to receive the gift? You know, we don't have to wait on the shipping confirmation. It's here. You know, are we, is earth going to receive the king? Because the king's here. He's reigning in victory. And uh, I, I just, I love that picture because the joy is accessible. You know, it's right there. Jesus talks a lot about like the kingdom coming, you know, mm-hmm. like God's kingdom and seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be given unto you as well. I think a lot of times we think about, okay, God's kingdom's going to come someday, but I'm living my life right now. Or Jesus came and then he went to heaven. He's going to come back and I'm waiting for that. But right. We're missing the moments that God said, no, 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 I brought God's kingdom to earth. Yes. You know, on earth as it is in heaven. Mm. What does that really mean? Like in a tangible way to yeah. some normal person like me that's going, I, I don't always feel yeah. that. I'm just trying to look towards the future. Or I'm looking towards the past. I think there's a tendency when we think about the kingdom of God to think about, oh, that means that there's nothing in it for me. That means that it's just this grandiose idea that I don't get to play a part of. And really nothing could be further from the truth. You know, the kingdom of God is something so big and so glorious that we all get a special assignment in the kingdom of God. And there is significance in your assignment. So our church, Favor City Church, is not the kingdom of God, but we have a significant assignment in the kingdom. Uh, And Jesus tells us, he says, seek first the kingdom, and then what? All will be added, right? And so we don't get less when we seek first the kingdom. We we open our hands, we give away. We're not just about our self-promotion. He actually adds everything that we could need and more than we would ever ask or imagine when we seek first the kingdom, which is let's get this joy to the world, right? Let's get this peace into the hands of the people that need the presence of God. We sing all the words in these songs, and you start to hear Mm -hmm. the names of different characters from Zechariah to Mm -hmm. Elizabeth to John and Jesus. One of those that jumps out to me is Joseph, the father of Jesus. We're actually talking with Pastor Joseph Gibbons from Favor City Church in Las Vegas today at SWIS Radio. Obviously, you've probably thought, I got to imagine you've thought a lot about the name Joseph and and your parents saying, okay, I'm going to name you Joseph and the significance that goes back to the Bible. But what's God showed you? about Jesus' father, Joseph, as you've studied that name. I love Joseph's role in this story because when I think about Joseph and his role, I think about being faithful even in the midst of uncertainty, right? So he was a humble carpenter, right, that got 
incredibly complicated situation dropped in his lap. You know, he was just going to marry this great girl and start a life. And then all of a sudden he gets this news that she's pregnant. And obviously they're processing all of that. And, but when he gets the news from the angel that this is God with us, this is the assignment. He had to make the choice to, you know what, I'm going to be faithful with what God has put in my hands, no matter the criticism or the backlash that comes with it. You know, I'm Joseph the carpenter, and I'm going to be a carpenter. I'm going to, what am I going to do? I'm going to teach my kid how to be a carpenter. I'm going to be faithful with my assignment, even when it's messy, and watch God deliver a miracle. I got to imagine it's pretty intimidating when you realize, okay, I'm going to be the father of God, and I'm told that he's going to save the world. I don't fully understand what that means. Right, I mean, I've right. seen some of the prophecies and things <laughs> on the Old Testament that we've talked about through the years growing up, but is my son going to be like a military leader? Is he like going to be the king of all Israel, like King David? I've seen some tie-ins to that as I'm looking through the lineage, and I'm looking at my family and going, but that's not us. That's not my style. But I'm just going to do what I can and be faithful, and I'm going to raise this child to be the best human being they can. I'm going to teach him God's principles. I'm going to hold that accountable if he needs to be held accountable, but I don't know how that's going to work. <laughs> right, and I'm right, right. Teach him the trade that I know, and I'm just going to do those things and let God that's do right. the rest. That's right. Yeah, we got to be faithful with what's put in our hand. I think so many times we think, man, I, I got to be a preacher. I've got to be a big time community leader. I need a public voice. I need a lot of money to make a big impact. But you can deliver hope in your context, in your circumstance, and it can be an incredible miracle for somebody. You know, like what has God placed in your hands and open them. During the Christmas season, we sing all these songs talking about comfort and joy and the hope that Jesus brings. And then we go on in January and February, and we just go back to the grind. And We don't really plug in with church much in the community aspect of it. It's just like, hey, you know, I go a couple of times here and there. But we're talking with Pastor Joseph Givens from Favor City Church in Las Vegas. But when we dig into community, that's where the relationships happen. That's where spiritual growth happens. And just singing along with some worship songs or just listening do a podcast. I mean, that'll only take you so far. Right. Plugging right. in with the church community, it builds family. Yeah. It builds growth in a way that you never see coming. You're exactly right. Our staff is working really hard to create spaces where people can belong before they believe. So wherever you are on that line of belief, and I know that circumstances often rock where you are on that line. And so you may have dialed in today trying to figure out where can I get some hope? Where can I get some peace? And I think coming close to community is the way to do that. And so our team is working really hard to make sure that our space is a place where you can experience that belonging, get close to people so that you can actually experience the comfort of Christ. And so we can't wait to get to know your kids and your family. And there are many great churches in the Valley. And we just know that if you, if you come with us, we promise to introduce you not just to community, but also to Christ. And there's a great comfort in that. We're digging into what does it look like to experience the miracle in the middle of the mess? So it's the, it's the miracle in the mess. We're looking at that all December. And so if you're, if you're like me, you have mess in your life, you have mistakes in your life. And so we want to see how is God going to deliver a miracle through this? And I believe that's going to be true for all of us. 
So you have a Christmas Eve service coming up as well. And yep. You have messages online. Yeah, we're, we're online on YouTube, and you can catch our services on Facebook and YouTube. And our Christmas Eve service is going to be on Christmas Eve, candlelight service at Green Valley High School at 4 p.m. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a great special time. FavorCityLV.com is your website with all that That's info? right. FavorCityLV.com is our website. All of our social handles, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, are FavorCityLV, and you can find us pretty active on those platforms. I love celebrating traditions during the Christmas season, all those customs that sort of get passed down through our family from maybe our grandparents to our parents or maybe just something funny that happened that we just started doing a few years in a row and our kids go, hey, why don't we do that again? And it's like traditions are born. But Joseph, what are some of those traditions that you've had in your family? We just took our kids uh, to Target because they get to pick out one Christmas ornament every year. And so my kids are four and six. So they, they make interesting choices every year. And it, it's fun to watch the Christmas tree fill up year after year with the ornaments that they pick. And my wife, Kristen, is the one who instituted that tradition. She's so great at that kind of stuff. And so it's so much fun to see them put those ornaments on the tree. But then we got to keep them from jumping on the tree to try to play with them, you know. But it's so, it's so fun to see it come to life in that way way. And uh, as our family grows up, those traditions really come to life. It's fun. One of the things that we always do is whenever we go on vacation, we buy a Christmas ornament. Yeah. It could be July. It could be January. Nice. But we look for a Christmas ornament from that place just to kind of remind us of the different memories that we had together as a family. Mm-hmm. That maybe someday we'll have a collection of that when our kids have moved out and moved on. Yeah have grandkids for us to spoil. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Hey, and, and we can't forget, I, we love to spoil ourselves too on Christmas night. And I, I'll always look forward to that steak dinner. That's the traditional on Christmas night is that steak dinner. Christmas steak. Yep, Christmas steak. It's hard to beat. It's Christmas, so so we got to level up and we got to go to the filet, right? And so we get the filet, we go to the Weber grill. So we're going charcoal on Christmas. We're not using the propane. And we typically maybe do some asparagus in the air fryer, some mashed potatoes or something like that. But but the main course is that is that fillet. We'll throw it on there, a nice nice medium cook. And man, I just I can taste it now. Yeah. I want to fast forward. We may have a preview. <laughs> we might have, have a trial run. We might have, to have a trial a trial run. We'll have you over. <laughs> So Pastor Joseph just put a new smoker on his Christmas list, by the way, hey. if any of his church family is listening. That's right. That's right. Come on. <laughs> Dial it in. I'll send you the address. <laughs> that's how you get an invite to Christmas dinner right there. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Hey, you bring the smoker. I'll put the meat on it. <laughs> We're talking with Pastor Joseph Givens from Favor City Church. If you want to plug in with them, their Christmas Eve service coming up, favorcitylv.com. Thanks for coming in today. Merry Christmas. Oh, thank you for having me. Merry Christmas. Thanks for streaming Scott Harold's podcast from SOS Radio. If, if you're one of our regular listeners, would you consider giving it a five-star rating? It really helps spread the word.